0: Welcome to another episode of the Get Back Coach presented by Apollo Media. I got Jay by my side again, and today we're going to fix college football. But before we do that, we have to talk about some conference realignment that is going on. Okay. Conference USA will be adding some teams. They'll be losing a whole bunch in a, one of the larger college football shape-ups we've seen in a while.
1: It's crazy that, I mean, really all of this movement started with the trickle down from OU in Texas mm-hmm. uh, that, that basically has set everything off. From there, the Big 12 decided to poach a couple of uh, AAC teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the AAC decided to poach some Conference USA teams. And the Sun Sunbelt uh, as well decided to poach some uh, Conference USA teams. And, I mean, it has, I mean, just been a chain reaction of uh, chaos and conference realignment.
0: Yeah, it's it's a major ripple effect. Um, so let's start off with the with um, the AAC. So Texas and Oklahoma are leaving. That means that um, the Big Twelve now has to replace Texas and Oklahoma. And let's face it, you're not going to replace the brands that that are Texas and Oklahoma. You just can't. They're two major powers. They're blue bloods. You're not going to do it. The Big Twelve probably did the best they could with adding um, Cincinnati, BYU, um, UCF, and oh, Houston. Yeah. yeah, UCF and Houston, especially, especially Houston. You know, uh, Texas school going to play Tech and TCU and Baylor uh BYU is a very good program historical program UCF is kind of like a new age team um and then you have Cincinnati who has really made their way through the ranks of college football the last 20 years
1: yeah and I mean the way I'm looking at this is uh obviously like you said no replacing the Texas and the OU brands Mm -hmm. BYU is probably the biggest from a football brand Uh, Of the schools coming in, uh, you know, they're going to have a loyal following. Uh, Like you mentioned, Houston is kind of a natural fit. Uh, You know, they're an old SWC team, Mm -hmm. right? The old Southwest Conference, which a lot of those teams in the Big 12 uh, were in the Southwest Conference originally. So that's kind of a natural fit. Mm -hmm. Uh, UCF, you look at them. I mean, they, I believe, have the biggest undergraduate enrollment uh, of all FBS teams. Right. Uh, so that's, again, another, from money standpoint, reason it, it, it makes sense to bring them into the conference. And then you look at Cincy, who just went to the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. It's another one that makes sense. I mean, historically, Cincy, I think, usually has a decent basketball squad as well.
0: Yep. They're, they're a basketball school.
1: So, I mean, you look at all those options. And I mean, it's, again, you're not going to replace Texas and OU, mm-hmm. but to bring four schools in, I think those are four great schools. Uh, to have in the conference,
0: oh yeah, definitely. Um, you know, like I said, they did the best. They did the best they possibly could. They got um, four really good programs, um, probably the four best programs in the group of five. So they they did what they could. So now the AAC loses some schools, and now the AAC is now going to replace the teams they lost with. UAB, Charlotte, FAU, North Texas, Rice, and UTSA. So right there, you'd have three Texas schools now gone out of the conf- conference, USA, and now into the American.
1: Yeah, and the the one I'm looking at really in this group uh, is UTSA, just mm-hmm. because uh, you know UTSA. They haven't had a football, school, uh, football program for that long, no. and and they've managed to really just come out of nowhere and become uh, one of the better group of five schools in the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at what, uh, what Jeff Traylor has done with that program, and you look at San Antonio, which is a major city that doesn't have an NFL team. Texas, obviously a football star state. The city has really rallied around that program. Mm -hmm. And so I think the uh, American athletic conference gets a real boon by adding UTSA to the league.
0: I'm interested to see that what UTSA has done as a football program won't be modeled later on, or I want to see them model that later on. Like, like, schools that want to do a football program that are big enough to have a football program. Like, for example, maybe if like Hofstra wants to come back, if they want to like revamp their football team, like resurrect it, I would love to see like UTSA kind of be the model and the mold of, Hey, this is how you do it because UTSA, I mean, we'll, again, we talked about this last week. Um, It's a lot harder to stay at the top, but I mean, if they could keep, if they keep this up, Again, big, uh, big city, um, premier city in Texas. It, it's a great. It's just a great fit. It deserves to have a. You have a. You have a stadium there. It's a. Sh- you know, and they finally get to fill with a football team.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you look at they're replacing Houston, so Rice isn't going to be nearly as big, but it is a school in the Houston area. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you're also adding the DFW Metroplex with a school in UNT. Uh, so now you have SMU and UNT, which is. I think going to be a fun little rivalry game for as long as SMU stays in the conference. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to make a jump to the big 12 at some point either, but yeah. uh, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, UAB is another one that I kind of uh, has been a program that lost their football team. Bill Clark stuck with them, came back and they've been dominant in conference USA really since, good. since they've come back. So that, that's really something good. to watch. Mm -hmm. Uh, FAU, obviously you're getting that, uh, a Florida school to replace UCF, uh, not nearly as big of a footprint, but, uh, when Lane Kiffin was there at FAU, they did some great stuff. So we'll see what happens with that. And then Charlotte, uh, you get the North Carolina area. Uh, I think a good rivalry with ECU may come out of that. So we'll see. There's, Mm -hmm. there's definitely some storylines there, uh, with these new teams coming into the AAC.
0: Exactly, and speaking of storylines, that kind of takes us now to the Sun Belt because the the Sun Belt, which I just want to say, like when I when we were growing up, Jay. So talking about the early two thousands, okay, the Sun Belt was kind of like the joke conference in Power Five football.
1: There were th- yep. Yeah. The fun fun belt was was more of a laugh than a actual fun belt, if 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 that makes sense. No one took him like no one
0: took him seriously. Um, their conference champion would go to the New Orleans Bowl and lose to a MAC school who wasn't even a MAC champion. Um, and now these last like five or six years, the Sun Belt has just took advantage of every opportunity that's co- that's come their way they've built it and and i think it's i think a big part of it is they basically have their own time slot during the week you know um maxion uh, is doing this the max doing this on tuesdays sumbelt usually plays on wednesdays or thursdays it's it's perfect now you have more exposure than ever before and you're in a part of the country that has a lot of really good athletes in
1: it. Yep. Uh, I think one thing, they added some FCS schools that were really high-quality FCS mm-hmm. schools. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, the first one that jumps out is App State, right? Right. When App State got the call up to to join the, the Sun Belt, uh, they were immediately a player and a factor. Mm-hmm. And one of the teams that's coming in this year is another FCS team who has been near the top competing for championships in the FCS and that's James Madison. Uh, So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing them join the conference. Mm -hmm. Obviously I think there's a little bit of a built-in rivalry already with App State. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think ODU who is coming over from conference USA Mm -hmm. uh, is another Virginia team. So there's, there's a little bit of Mm -hmm. possible rivalry there just Mm -hmm. looking at some of the storylines, but I, I do think that, Getting top-tier FCS teams has been a recipe for success for the Sun Belt, and I think whenever we get to see, uh, Conference USA, we'll kind of talk about what their plan is to replace the teams that are leaving, but stick with uh, stick with the Sun Belt for now.
0: I love that you said, like, the built-in rivalries. And again, I don't know if the Sun Belt did this on purpose, but, like, okay, I am super excited for Marshall, Appalachian State, and James Madison to all play each other. Yeah, Every single year,
1: that's going to be I mean, a blast.
0: Oh, it's it's going to be absolutely great. And then also you have Old Dominion, who is just coming off of their first bowl game. Um, you know, Ricky Ronnie, old offensive coordinator at Penn State, a lot like half the fan base didn't let. Oh, I lost Jay. <laughs> so right now, uh, I currently have lost Jay Arnold. <laughs> uh, we're gonna. Hopefully he'll be back soon. Um, But what I was saying is you have Marshall, James Madison, App State, Old Dominion, all fairly close to each other. Um, You have a built-in rivalry with App State and James Madison from their uh, FCS days. App State and Marshall already are kind of at each other's throats with um, their non-conference schedule previously. So this should be a lot of fun. Um, Also, you have another one in the West. You have Southern Miss joining. And again, they fit in very well with, with the rest of that conference in the South. So in the West part of the Sun Belt, you have Southern Miss, which is right next to South Alabama, and then also fairly close to ull and louisiana monroe and i would like to welcome jay back jay <laughs> wash you there for a second
1: well hopefully uh that's the extent of the technical difficulties tonight can you hear me okay
0: yeah everything yep here you fine here you fine that, Texas that that's internet, how you know man. that it's
1: part of a uh of a of a great uh podcast we're just we're just rolling with it man we keep it going <laughs> we keep the energy flowing
0: Yep. Um, So we moved on from the uh, Sunbelt East. Now we're just kind of talking about the West and how Southern Miss really kind of fits in as well, right? Right between South Alabama and then ULL and Louisiana Monroe.
1: I can't wait to see those games uh, road tripping from Hattiesburg to Mobile. I mean that's going to be a, a little bit of a fun built-in rivalry, and then uh, I think uh, Southern Miss and Louisiana Lafayette will be a lot of fun too. Southern Miss, like
0: when Southern Miss is good, and you know East Carolina is like this. Both of these schools, when they're good, that stadium is awesome to be at and to look at. You know, East Car—I mean, we we saw in the College uh, World Series how crazy East Carolina can get. Um, but you know, Southern Miss is like that in football, you know, and,
1: yeah, and when <laughs>
0: these teams are good, when these small schools are quote unquote, small schools are good. They really rally around their football. It's really fun to watch.
1: People forget that the Southern miss is a team that, that spoiled Houston's, uh, undefeated yeah. season back in the day with, uh, with Kevin someone. I mean, this is a a program that has a good history in college football. Yeah. Uh, So, I mean, obviously moving to the Sunbelt, you get a little bit, I think, of a a higher prestige. We'll see if they're able to to kind of get the ship righted. Uh, But it's definitely a program to watch in their transition.
0: Yeah. I mean, they were late 90s, early 2000s. They were a big spoiler team. Um, Relied heavy on special teams. They had probably some of the best special teams in the country back then. And, you know, I mean, we posted a clip not too long ago of them beating a ranked Alabama team. So it's they've they've played that spoiler before and I'm excited to see them now in the Sun Belt and hopefully making a bit bigger name for themselves because they're going to get a lot more exposure during the week in in these Sun Belt games. Oh yeah. And now that takes us to pretty much the conference that is I don't want to say they're on life support but it's it's not looking good. Um so Conference USA because of this whole trickle down effect, this ripple effect has lost a, a plethora of teams that like we just mentioned. They're going to be adding four new members. All right? They're going to be adding Jacksonville State, Liberty, New Mexico state and then Sam Houston state. Now, New Mexico state is bad. They they are not in a good they are not a great program. So you don't really get anything from them besides the, just another program.
1: The one good thing there is you have the travel partner with with UTEP. I mean, yes. th- those two schools are right there together. Uh, Los Cruces and El Paso. Was out there uh, earlier this year and it's like I don't know maybe 90 miles between them. I mean it's it's just a really quick jog. So yeah. at least geographically, UTEP isn't out there on an island.
0: Right. And you know, it's funny you say that Jay cuz like I don't think I mean, it's like anywhere you go in the country like you don't realize like how big states really are. And I I may have said this story before, but I remember being in San Antonio and asking some UTEP coaches like, "Oh, yeah, did you drive here?" And they're like, "Uh, no, it's 7 hours. We flew." Like it is it, it is a far drive, and you New Mexico State, like you said, kind of like bridges, like at least gives you a travel partner there.
1: Yeah, and like you look at Sam Houston State, who's on the yeah. other side of the state, uh and that's that's Sam Houston State is closer to uh the, the schools in the eastern half. They're closer closer to Middle Tennessee State, and they're closer yeah. to to Western Kentucky than they are to Utah and. And uh, New Mexico State. We always talk about the... There's a sign whenever you enter Texas on I-10 from the Louisiana border. It says Beaumont, 23 miles. El Paso, 857 miles. That Just to give outrageous. you an idea of, of how big the state of Texas is. And mm-hmm. same Houston State's on the eastern part of that state. So, oh, it's another Texas school into uh, into Conference USA. But it is not one that is very close. They got to make... So UTEP
0: Sam Houston State needs to they need to play for some kind of trophy, like the long, like cross <laughs> Texas rivalry or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah what's what's a major highway that can connect them? Anything?
1: It's I-10. Uh, well, I-10? I guess uh, so. No, because Sam Houston State's up up 45. Ah. Uh, Sam Houston State's not on I-10. The but I-10 I-
0: rivalry would be legendary.
1: Yeah, I'm sure we can come up with something. Uh, uh, I'll have to I'll have to dig into it and come up with a name for that rivalry with uh, UTEP and Sam Houston State. Um, so Sam Houston
0: State between them and Jacksonville State, I think Sam Houston State, even though they've probably been the better program in FCS, I think is probably going to have a harder time getting adjusted to the Power Five.
1: Yeah. So so what we talked about before we went on is. Texas is just a. It has so many FBS football teams. I don't know if Sam Houston State's going to be uh, ready to step up uh, to that level, just because it, it's it's a different set of problems they have. Honestly, I think the biggest winner in Sam Houston State stepping up is S- Stephen F. Austin, who I think is going to see uh, a real resurgence in FCS, especially with Colby Carthel as long as he stays there. Uh, but we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, Sam Houston State will struggle. I think Jacksonville State is is in a better position mm-hmm. uh, once once they move up to Conference USA. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll see what the other schools do. New Mexico State's bad. Uh, Liberty is probably the best from a, a football and uh, honestly a, a solid baseball team too. Uh, but there's obviously a, a whole can of worms with Liberty. Uh, where there was a reason why they haven't gotten the call to to join a conference from the ranks of the independent until now.
0: And what would that be, Jay? Uh,
1: I think maybe there's some issues that uh, some schools have with uh, some of the hirings <laughs> they may have had in the past and uh, maybe some of the scandals that may have rocked Liberty uh, regarding some alleged activities that we don't necessarily have allegedly allegedly
0: allegedly allegedly. we're not here to put blame on anybody we're just saying that people have said this
1: and there's allegedly a boat involved i don't know (laughs) what what all was going on with it allegedly but uh i think that may be part of the reason the image of liberty uh may not have been one that that some conferences wanted to be associated with
0: i mean that's if liberty keeps up their their trajectory of you know remaining a really good conference or sorry remaining a really good program um, in the group of five this at least gives them a conference it gives them a conference so if they win it then they'll go to some bowl instead of being independent and kind of being passed up a couple times so at least now you know where you're going you're you have a place but i mean we will have to see how that fares Are the remaining members of conference usa Um, you have middle Tennessee and Western Kentucky who have, a who have kind of flirted with going to the Mac. I I don't think that really matches very well. Um,
1: I think that move made a lot more sense for Western Kentucky than it did for middle Tennessee. Yes. And that's why middle Tennessee didn't necessarily want to, Mm -hmm. uh, put up the exit fee to make that jump.
0: Yeah, because Western Kentucky, um, you're right on the Ohio, Ohio and Indiana border, in Western Kentucky. It might it's somewhere over
1: there. Yeah, it's I some, mean, yeah. I think the Illinois the Illinois border at the very least.
0: Right. So you, it's, it makes sense geographically. Um, Middle Tennessee, I mean, it would be the southernmost team in in the MAC, and they're probably going to be. It's probably not a crazy. Um, uh travel but it's definitely probably one of the worst ones in the conference
1: it's probably still better than than new mexico state and utep to to the rest of the conference
0: usa though no oh yeah 100 percent um but yeah they flirted and then you also have louisiana tech utep um i so louisiana tech is the
1: one that i really think doesn't want to be there uh Mm -hmm. louisiana tech i think kind of missed their chance to get to the Sun Belt. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, they're going to be, I think, hurt a lot by this realignment. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, when Louisiana Tech was in uh, Conference USA in its heyday, I mean, it it was a a good conference. You had teams like Houston, uh, Tulane, Tulsa. You know, you have all these great schools. And then Louisiana Tech... I think and i could get this wrong so allegedly i'm gonna i'm gonna preface that i think louisiana tech blocked louisiana monroe from joining conference usa back when the sun Belt Uh, was still a joke like we talked about mm -hmm. uh so i may be a little bit of a turnabout there uh with, with louisiana tech not joining the sun belt i mean think about it here the i think this
0: all this all goes back to the big east the big, when the Big East disbanded, and just became a basketball or a basketball uh, conference. Okay, everywhere else had to pick up the pieces. The AAC took some, um, you know, and then the American kind of gave birth, and the leftover some of the leftover schools. But then they took from Conference USA. They took so then the the one team. It's crazy, but like the the one conference that really got screwed out of the whole Big East now that we're 20 years removed from it almost is Conference USA because then that gave birth to the American, and then the American took schools from Conference USA, and now the Conference USA is, like I said, maybe not on life support, but it's not going well, and if they do disband, if a couple other moves happen, I want to see what happens and where do these teams even end up
1: yeah and i wouldn't be surprised if conference usa is done uh getting uh fcs schools eastern kentucky i think is one that's been talked about a little bit uh, and obviously we'd love to have that eastern kentucky western kentucky rivalry uh, uh yeah. there in conference but uh we'll, we'll see what happens uh with with conference usa and if uh you know, maybe the Mac comes calling again. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there could be a few different options there. But I don't think we're completely done with realignment uh, with the announced no. moves. So Very we'll close. see. We'll see what happens.
0: I think, I don't know, maybe Army will join a conference. Maybe UConn, UMass. But again, like, that's... I, I don't see
1: UConn with, with switching to independent. Uh, mm-hmm. and for well, football, because right? Because basketball, I mean,
0: it's been talked about, uh, like, and that's the thing like, it's UConn has been talked about going to Conference USA, but like, it'll never happen unless they have some kind of hey, we're only doing this for football. But I don't think Conference USA would go for that, they would want exactly, them. they would want them. So, you look at Army, you look at UMass,
1: I think UMass to Maction is one that uh, UMass has tried to kind yeah. of accomplish uh i don't think the mac seems too high on the deal no. uh but we'll see again i i just i don't know if that's gonna work out for them
0: and if you go if you go fcs like what do you think in missouri state northern iowa um yeah,
1: I, I i don't think north dakota state comes out of fcs unless they go no, to one of the not. major conferences no uh and it's i don't there. see that happening uh northern iowa could be a fit for Mac Missouri state. Like you mentioned, Easter maybe, Tennessee. uh, yeah, maybe Southeast Missouri as well. I mean, th- there's a few programs that, you know, maybe we're not thinking about with FCS, but yeah, I just kind of spitballing in here.
0: Yeah. <clears> um, uh, <throat> so yeah, so we have some conference realignment and listen, every week we'll, if something new comes out, we're going to talk about it, but, Let's get into the meat and the potatoes of this episode, what this episode is for. Jay and I are going to fix college football. College football is the greatest sport in, in America, in the United States. It is amazing. Jay and I watch from Tuesday to Saturday. We watch a, a lot of college football. It's the it's the greatest thing ever. You either you get it or you don't. You either love college football or... You can take it or leave it. We are two people. Obviously, we're running a podcast. So, yes, we we love college football. Now, college football isn't perfect. There are There are things that need to change. And that's what we're talking about today. All right? Our big fixes for college football, things that need to happen. I'm going to start us off. And now this one thing, and when we rank our fixes later, this is the number one thing that needs to happen because once this happens, I think everything else will fall in the line. Is college football needs a commissioner? They need someone at the top that isn't the NCAA to say this is how scheduling's going to work. Everyone's going to be on the same terms. Not SEC plays eight conference games. The Big Ten plays nine. No, that this team can play two FCS schools. This team doesn't. No, no, no. Everyone's going to be the same. And I think if you have that leadership at the top, and it's going to be someone that has to be voted in. So there will be a campaign. There will be people voted in so that no one gets their feelings hurt, that this guy has um uh Texas-Austin ties, and um people at College Station are ticked off. No, like – This person needs to be, like, I want to say a 55% vote or 60% vote this guy has to go in, or a woman, whoever, goes in.
1: I mean, the thing is, uh, A&M fans are going to find a reason to be pissed off no matter what, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, They will assume that there's some grand conspiracy. I I know my people too well.
0: (laughs) The cult down in college station. we we, we admit it <laughs> <laughs> um jade you got one to share
1: yeah so uh you talked about commissioner we talked about conference alignment earlier mm. college football to me was at its peak when there were proper regional conferences yes i think the best way to fix college football is to go back to more regional based conferences and honestly Mm -hmm. Whenever these super conferences come together, I think that's what you're going to kind of see, because I I think we can all assume that that's where college football is headed. Mm -hmm. But to get back to more of a regional-based sport, uh, you look at the the days of the old Big Eight, you look at the Southwest Conference, Mm -hmm. you look at the Big Ten of old. I mean, Mm -hmm. these were regional conferences. Those rivalries just meant more. Mm -hmm. And I, I think you can find ways to have these regional conferences and, and still crown a true national championship at the end, which will be another part of my fix later on in the episode. Mm -hmm. But you look at these rivalries. Let's take, for example, backyard brawl Pitt, West Mm -hmm. Virginia. Yeah. You look at, I mean the black diamond trophy with West Virginia, Virginia tech. Yep. Those are games that aren't annual anymore Mm -hmm. because of conference realignment. I would love to see the regional, rivalries like that get renewed obviously we're getting texas and texas a&m back Mm -hmm. uh i mean there's there's a few more though i mean a&m and baylor battle for the brazos that's something that doesn't happen anymore uh Mm -hmm. there's you know colorado nebraska that was a rivalry of old from the big eight days that doesn't happen anymore yep
0: so i'm glad you said this because i came i i knew someone was going to say this um and I came prepared, so oh you can't see oh you can't even see it's too glare. <laughs> All right, so about I would say two years ago I wrote a blog, okay, and this blog was called "What If College Football Conferences Made Sense," okay, and I'm gonna give you when when Jay and I are commissioners, co commissioners of college football. I think these would be the best con- – this, this is the best layout for the Power Five. Okay? So first, no Big Ten. No, it's, it's geographical-based. It's all geography. No more the Big Ten has 14 teams. Makes no sense. So the Eastern – here's our Eastern Conference. Every conference has two divisions, five, five conferences. Eastern Conference, in the north, Boston College, Maryland, Penn State, Pitt, Rutgers, Syracuse, West Virginia—all those teams in the Northeast. West Virginia is in the southern, so or the southernmost one. Now, in the south of that same conference, Clemson, Duke, North Carolina, NC State, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest. So it's pretty much all those ACC teams. But then you have the Eastern, um, the Eastern Big Ten teams—the ones that really don't fit there to begin with. Okay. Now, I'll spare you this whole thing, but I'll read you the Midwest conference, okay, Jay? Now, you tell me if your people in Texas and in the Midwest wouldn't be fired up about this, okay? So, it's the South and then the Big Seven. So, in the South is Arkansas, Baylor, Houston, Texas, TCU, A&M, Texas Tech. It is all the Texas schools and Arkansas.
1: The and then Southwest you have, Conference.
0: And you have the Big Seven, which is Colorado, Kansas, Kansas State, Mizzou, Huskers, OU, Oklahoma State.
1: Now, the only thing people are going to get mad at you about is the name of the conference.
0: So, why? I can't call that su- that other group the Big Seven?
1: No, 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 the Midwestern.
0: <laughs> the Midwest? What? I, they'll I get, mean, they'll get mad the at you for that. State, I, I, I get it. I get it. How about, how about like it the, Midwest. the Great Plains? Yeah, conference. Great Plains works. Great Plains conference. Okay. I think that um, works. <laughs> so, like, the only thing here is Notre Dame has to join a conference. They have to join.
1: I think you put Notre Dame in the Big Ten.
0: So, they would go in the northern. Illinois, Iowa, Iowa State, Minnesota, Notre Dame, northwestern, Wisconsin. And then in the east part of that division, or sorry, the east part of that conference, Cincy, Indiana, Louisville, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, and Purdue.
1: I love that you're making Ohio State play Cincinnati in conference.
0: Yes, they will play them in conference. Ohio you must be rivalry. So happy. It's built in. Um, you know, I said I wasn't going to read everything, but s- screw it, I'm going to do it anyway. We're here. Uh, the Southern Conference. Okay, so in the West, Alabama, Auburn, LSU, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Tennessee, Vanderbilt—nothing much changes there. Okay, all SEC schools. Now, here's the other. Here's the East part: Florida, Florida State, Miami, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Kentucky, South Carolina. All the Florida schools are in there. UCF, you don't get the call up. Sorry. <laughs> you deserve it. The Western Conference is the Pac-12 with Boise, BYU, and Fresno. There it is. Um, I think that right there is, like you were saying, geographical. It makes sense. And plus, your fans can travel. Yeah. It's not going to – you know, West Virginia, I feel so bad. And, like, I live in Morgantown right now. So, like I hear these like I hear these people talk. It sucks for them to travel to games.
1: I will say the one thing is at least they get Cincy now, since he is yeah. the only one that's kind of close
0: exactly, and since he's like two and a half three hours, so it's not that bad, probably three hours, but like West Virginia fans travel very well, they are a passionate fan base, they travel really well, and it's just a shame that you can't see that but in in our thing, in our conference realignment, they get the play pit every year. They'll play Penn State, which is only two and a half hours three hours away um, you know Virginia you Tech. Have Cincinnati like there are teams that are close, Maryland, Maryland's less than, like less than three hours. so there are you can play all those teams. you can have cross divisional with Virginia, Virginia Tech. So again, that whole thing that helps out those teams that are like kind of out of place in the conference, Nebraska, same thing. All right. Let's see here. Um, all right. This is when we talk about every single year, every time it happens every single year, put the national title on Saturday. I'm sick of it.
1: Amen. And this like, is also one that I had on my list, so I'll just go ahead and say that.
0: It makes no sense. Like I yep. understand NFL is king, okay? But you can't tell me in the middle of the playoffs that they can't have, they can have a game at one, they can have a game at 3 thirty. And then at eight o'clock, on that Saturday is college football. Yep. And then on Sunday, okay, you have an extra game. You put one playoff game on Fox. And you put another game on CBS at one o'clock. You put them head to head with each other because I'm sick and tired of seeing or watching a national title at eight o'clock at night on a Monday. And then I have to and then I'm dead tired at work the next day because I was up till eleven thirty.
1: I mean, it's past my bedtime on central time, so I can only imagine how bad it is for you on Eastern.
0: It's terrible. It's awful. It's awful.
1: But yeah, that, oh, that don't was get the... don't
0: get me started about uh about the, the time zones and how they beat. <laughs> here's another thing. Now you got me going on the time zones, all right? Because I had to watch I had to watch NBA games with two teams on the east, okay, play at 8:30 at night for the West Coast. Miami, it was Miami and Philly, and we have to play games at 8:30. For the West Coast audience, the West Coast doesn't care about their own sports. What do you think? What do you think they're go- they're they're going to care about the Eastern teams for? <laughs> I'm sick of it. I
1: All will right. say that Mountain Time Zone is the best time zone to live in from a sports watching <laughs> perspective.
0: How far behind? What is that two hours? So that's behind two the- hours
1: behind East Time. One hour behind me. One hour so ahead of. Uh, College football of games Pacific. start
0: at ten a.m. Eastern Time, but the night games are on at five. That's nah, not bad. That's not bad. During the week, yeah, during the week, that's cool because if, if a game starts at 7 during the week or 7.30, then it's on at, like, 5.30, like, as soon as you get home, home from perfect. work. Yeah, it is. That is perfect. Jay, do you got another?
1: Yeah, so you, you took my number two. I'm just going to go ahead and skip ahead to my number three, which is salary cap for coaching staffs. Oh, Okay. So this is going to be probably controversial. I, I don't All know right. if anybody's talked about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people like to complain about the money in college football, the money in college football. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Let's uh, stop guaranteeing folks $10 million for 10 years. Hmm. If you set a salary cap for the coaches, let's throw out an arbitrary number here, $1 million. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I still want the assistant coaches to get paid too, but I think it also helps – the smaller programs who maybe can't afford those huge contracts stay a little more competitive. Okay. In this like way, that. you're talking about getting the money. The, the players are always going to get money under the table, right? Salary cap for the coaches. Uh, I mean, I'm just saying if you really want to see where the problems with money in college football came from, I think it may have been when these coaches started getting huge amounts of dollar. And then it's tell you what, this also takes away those big buyouts. Mm-hmm. No, that's
0: you know I saw you know because I, I we we put this on social media and um, we had one guy here I uh, believe it's yep uh, a Payne forty one a Payne says uh, he wants a cap on nil deals okay now you're taking it in another direction with the coaching staffs
1: yep. And then eliminate
0: those big buyouts.
1: I I will say that I am biased as a former college athlete Mm -hmm. and not a former college coach. Uh, There's obviously some inherent bias there. But I do think a lot of the issues with money come from the hiring of these coaches for ridiculous amounts of contracts. Mm -hmm. And then the buyouts that those coaches get. In return, I mean, I would love nothing more than to be a fired college head coach that gets buyout money to go sit around and do nothing. Can you imagine having that as your career?
0: It's winning the lottery.
1: Yeah, It's like you get
0: that far, you get that far, you get that money, and then – now, granted, like, I'm a competitive – like, I'm pretty – Yeah, I would rather
1: win, but –
0: Yeah, I'd rather win and stay at the top. But, like, I mean, if your buyout's that much, you hit the lottery. You're not going to have to do anything. You know, being being a bought out college football coach might be the best job ever. I think so. It's up there. It is up there. It's right. Up, it's above backup quarterback in the NFL.
1: Yeah, but backup salary. Yeah. That, that I are, like. That's true. I mean, come on. Let's let's get that salary cap in there, and you know, if if you're that concerned about money being an issue in college football, mm-hmm. hey, tell me that doesn't help. Um, here's
0: another, and this, again, money's going to be brought into this, which I feel like is going to be a common theme here. Money's going to be involved here a lot, but no FCS games for power five schools.
1: So I, I disagree with this one just for my, I love my FCS schools and I love that they get money. I uh, but I, I can see where you're coming from for sure.
0: Because it levels the playing field, you know, I'm sorry to the SEC, but it, you know, in week 12, it's cupcake week and everyone gets to basically have a, have a, a glorified scrimmage against somebody before rivalry week. Now, like what what I'll say 12,
1: here is I, I do think if you're going to eliminate FCS games, you could still have those group of five teams because that also allows mm-hmm. like a, a top tier group of five team to mm-hmm. add something to their resume that can give them a chance of getting in the playoff. Yes. So no. I, I do think there still has to be some kind of mm-hmm. uh added bonus for a smaller school there.
0: So that's, and that's the thing, replace your FCS games with a group of five school. Okay. So, and then your group of five schools, need to play the fcs schools okay so now the fcs teams can kind of see okay where do we measure up with the the quote-unquote lower conferences in major college football so there's like that measuring stick there
1: yeah i, I mean i'm not, I I'm not, not completely opposed yet. but i do like the fcs schools to get that payday
0: That's true. And then, like, when Jacksonville State beats Florida State, it's fun. And, like, App State, when they beat Michigan. But, again, like, App State, like, we saw App State, uh, you mentioned before, App State joined uh, Major College College Football, but they joined the Sun Belt and, like, immediately started, like, take and they immediately took it over.
1: Yeah.
0: So they weren't really, like, again, it's, like, (laughs) North Dakota State now. Yeah. Like when they beat someone, it's not like, okay, yeah, like we can see that happening.
1: Yeah, um, there's a few schools like that. I mean, James Madison is one that also has given a lot of uh, programs, and that's why I mentioned them as being a, a problem in the, in the Sun Belt whenever they join. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, ban
0: neutral site games, except, hang on, except for the Red River shootout, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, and Army-Navy.
1: Yep. Those three
0: stay. Everything else, play on a campus.
1: I I agree wholeheartedly. And while we're harping on campuses, uh, if you don't have a campus stadium and you have the room for it, you you need to make that happen.
0: We have a strong bias against teams that play in pro stadiums. Now, Pitt's biggest problem is They don't have their own stadium.
1: And Pitt is exactly who I had in mind whenever I said that.
0: Pitt and Miami are the two schools that need their own stadium. And, like, I know where you're going to put it. I know that. Um, And Miami, the the city of Miami screwed up when they tore down the Orange Bowl and then they made the Marlins' new stadium. Okay? And it was – it's the Marlins, like it, 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 that that's not a major it's it's not a major um sports franchise and they went in on that and now what did you screw? You screwed over the U, which means more to that city than the Marlins
1: yeah uh utSA is one I'd like to see on campus, but it's hard to get mad at them when they have the Alamo dome. Uh, and, like, UTSA wasn't built with a a college football team in mind. Uh, And and they do a great job of packing the Alamo Dome, and being the premier college football program of that city uh, Mm. and not being a Power 5 school, I I can't get as mad at them as I do at Pitt in Miami. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I don't know where Pitt would put it, but, like, I don't know, somewhere. Find somewhere to put it um so here's one from barbecue uh barbecue texas craft barbecue sent one in Um, is that bar a barbecue yes do you know great people
1: great great food over there
0: okay so this is what they sent in they sent in something um top eight playoff teams first round home field advantage um Oh, sorry. They just said um, top eight for playoffs. A play an eighteen playoff. I so, added in because I was gonna say this. I was saying what I kind of added to it was first round is home field advantage. And then the next round is your games. Your so players.
1: this this carries into my fourth choice, which was expand the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. I think sixteen teams. Uh mm-hmm. and that but that is based off my my regional conference idea as well Okay. where you're not getting as many, uh, non-conference games. Mm -hmm. So the, every conference game matters. You take the championship, uh, champions from the conference. You also take uh, a few at large bids. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then you would have home field advantage to the first two rounds. And then from there you get the the bowl games for the, the final four and the championship.
0: Oh, okay. So that's where you, Okay. So two rounds – so you're going two rounds of so – The round of field.
1: 16, the round of eight, home field advantage. Right.
0: Okay, no, that makes sense. So you're, you're, you're going to eliminate – are you eliminating bowl games then?
1: No, I'm not eliminating bowl games. Uh okay. Yeah, so like, like I said, the, the final four will be bowl games, but you also still have a lot of above 500 teams that still get to go to bowl games. So uh, and that's for me as, a, as an athlete. Uh, I know what bowl week means to people. So I I want bowl week to still happen. So those kids get that per diem, that Mm -hmm. sweet, sweet per diem. So, okay.
0: So this is my perfect world scenario for a a playoff. Eight-team playoff. Eight-team. Eight-teams. First round, home field advantage. Now, the next round, you either go to the semifinals or you go to a lesser – New Year Six Bowl as a consolation. And I know the argument is gonna be if you're in a national title picture and you're in a playoff and you lose, you're gonna have a bunch of guys that aren't gonna play. That's happening already. Yeah. So why don't you expand it? And it's funny because like I saw clips of like Owen Schmidt from West Virginia talk about like the Fiesta Bowl and how much that win meant. And I'm thinking, man, like the Fiesta Bowl as just a New Year's Six Bowl, it doesn't mean what it used to. You know, like, um, even the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all, isn't what it used to be. Like, if it's not a playoff game, it, it doesn't have that same appeal. So my thing is, it they lost the appeal anyway, 18 playoff. If they lose consolation game against one of the other losers, um, and then the bowl games, Cut down to twenty bowls. Twenty bowls.
1: Uh, uh, I know, Jay.
0: I know you aren't gonna like this. Listen, I love Bowl Week. I watch all of them, but two. There, there's just there's too many bowl games. Okay. If you
1: try to take away my Bahamas Bowl, I will kill you.
0: The Bahamas Bowl is gone. Okay. Uh, well, it's gonna start. Hang on, bowl Week. You start. have decided
1: your own fate.
0: Bowl week starts um, the second week of December where you have the home, the first round of the 18 playoff and then picks up again on New Year's Eve with the Hawaii Bowl. And then everything on. So like, hang on here. Let me find my... I made a list. I made a list of all the of all the bulls that should stay. Okay. Let me find this here. Okay, here we go. These are all the bulls that should stay. Hawaii, Las Vegas, Independence, Liberty, Cactus, Sun, Music City. And then I think it's the Cheez-It one now, but it's also used to be the Camping World or the Champs. It's like, it's the one in Orlando, like, um, on new year's eve or like two days or like on the third it's the
1: citrus bowl
0: no 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 that's a new year's day okay new year's eve there's like i think it's the i think it's the cheese it Bowl. now it's a decent bowl um so them holiday alamo gator outback i don't care what they're calling it now R- rely a quest okay it'll it's always the be outback. the outback bowl it's the outback bowl i will eat bloom and onion and watch that game at noon on New Year's Day, like the college football connoisseur I am. Uh Citrus, and then your your major ones. Your your peach, cotton, sugar, orange, fiesta rose. So I'm sorry, the Bahamas bowl is gone. Nope. The the, the Gasparilla Bad Boys Mowers Bowl is gone.
1: I'm okay with that one leaving.
0: The insight bowl is gone.
1: I'm keeping the Cherry Bundy charity bowl or what it- whatever, what? the ch- Cherry Bundy Cherry Bowl. I don't remember. It was the one in Boca Raton. We're keeping that.
0: Oh, yes. Oh, the, oh yeah. The Cherry Blossoms. I don't know. I wanted to call it Cherry Blossoms, but it's n- it might be Cherry Blossoms. I don't know. No,
1: don't it, it was I'm... Cherry Bundy. It was like cherry juice. sponsor. I don't cherry know what sponsors Bundy? it now. What is Cherry Bundy? Oh, uh, dude. Uh, So, the only reason I know what this brand is is because we did something called the cherry challenge in uh two a days where you would have to try to chug as many as these little cherry juice which is supposed to be good for recovery uh as you can and uh, i think most we ever got up to was two because those things are like super tart (laughs) um so
0: this one isn't a this one isn't a flashy one um but reducing the scholarship limit from 85 to 75 I think, no, you don't like this?
1: As uh, this is again, my athlete bias showing, but uh, you're taking scholarship opportunities away from kids.
0: Okay. No, no, hang on. I know. I know. But we have seen that some schools can hoard players that they do not use. Okay. So now I know the transfer portal, they can leave somewhere else. This is starting to be a really bad idea now that that, now that I'm thinking.
1: Yeah. About. Yep. <laughs> we'll just move on from this one.
0: It seemed you like try. a good idea at the time. It seemed like, okay, without NIL, hang on, without the NIL and without the transfer portal, this seemed like a really good idea. Not anymore. Maybe, okay, this is on the backboard. This, this one needs some work. It needs some work. Yeah.
1: I do think it makes
0: it more competitive, though, with some of the smaller schools being able to get better athletes because some of the top schools don't have – they have 10 less scholarships.
1: The only way I would be okay with that is if you gave more scholarship money to FCS and Division II teams.
0: Okay. What if – because right now I think they can hold, what, 63?
1: I'm not exactly sure, but I think that's it. 63.
0: Okay. Okay. What if everyone gets seventy five?
1: At all levels of football, I'd say go for it.
0: At all levels, or at least in the at least in Division One, FCS, FBS, everyone gets seventy five. That so that would make give, more sense. So you give. There we go. See, this is the, the communication, man. This is why. This is why we do this. All right. So FCS now gets um twelve. Yeah, gets twelve more scholarships power five major college football gets 75 goes down all right see there we go We're taking, <laughs> as, long, I, listen, as long as there's still the opportunities yeah we're taking taking scholarships from the big schools and we're giving them to the fcs schools
1: that's the way we fix it
0: there it is that's how we fix it there we go um so here's one targeting Targeting should be like – now, this year they're going to have an appeals process. So, like, a kid can – so he's not suspended for, like, a first half of a game. They're going to, like, have an appeal process. Now, how about this? Use it like basketball does with flagrant fouls, okay? If it's helmet-to-helmet contact and it's incidental, you get a flagrant two, okay? Okay? Flagrant two, all right, it's not as bad. Still a 15-yard penalty, but you're not ejected. If there is malice intent, then you can eject. So, like, if guy coming across the middle lowers the head, you know, really tease off on him, okay, you can eject for that reason. But if a guy's trying to make a quote-unquote football play, he should not be ejected. I- I've seen too many kids – just trying to make plays, good football plays, getting ejected because of an unfortunate circumstance.
1: Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. Uh, it, it's hard just because there's so many instances where, like, you're ducking to lower your level to make a tackle, and then the the guy on the receiving end is also ducking. Right, ends up being head to head, and it, it's not something that's should be an ejectable offense.
0: Right, exactly. So, like, hey, if you because you know. Concussions are a real problem. So if you want to still deter that and give him a 15 yard, they're fine. Go for it. But he should be able to stay in the game. I agree. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Okay. This is my, this is my last one. I think it is. Okay. Oh, nope. I have one more. So second, to the last one, um, if a player goes down with an injury on that series, they cannot come back until the next series.
1: Yeah, I don't hate that, especially with the amount of depth that we have now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my thing is, it also, it, it's two things. It keeps people from faking injuries, but it also gives the guy a chance to really get checked out. Right. Uh, so mm-hmm. this this is good from that safety standpoint. People are going to argue and say that it's, oh, it's just to, to keep people from faking injuries. I, I think that maybe it might be a better idea to take longer looks at people that might be injured as well.
0: And here's the other thing with the faking injuries thing. And, Jay, you've you played major college football. I played um, the lowest level of college football that's imaginable. Um, so we are at opposite ends on the spectrum here. But here's the thing. Jay ha- have, or at least myself, if I was in the game, okay, and here I'll use this as an example. I was in the game once and I – I got hit in – or I twisted my ankle real bad, okay? Now, I could have done two things. Either one, I could have hobbled off the field, and if I did that, it would be a mad scramble of, okay, who's, who's our next guy in line? Okay, what's his job? What's going on? It throws everything up. So what do you do?
1: You go down. You lay
0: there. You lay there, so everything stopped, and then, okay, now we have not not a free timeout, kind of like a, a free timeout, basically.
1: To but say, you get okay, to make that adjustment to get the, exactly. the next guy up on the field instead of exactly. scrambling around and looking to make sure this guy gets out. Exactly.
0: There. So, like, there are times, and gr- granted, there are times in college football where, yes, they're trying to slow down a drive, okay? We know this is true. But there are also a lot of times where – or I'm either at a bar or I'm talking to friends. you are like, oh, see, him walking off. He's not even hurt. I'm like, okay, that's because they're trying to get the other guy. And so instead of hobbling off the field and having a mad scramble, okay, you go down, they check you out, and then you have someone else in. But like I said, if you're going to do that, you're out for the series. And yeah. I, th- I think that's fair.
1: I think we're in agreement on this one.
0: There we go. There we go. Um, let's see, go back to my list here. Okay. Um, Jay, you're gonna hate this one. You are gonna hate this one. Um This actually came in. This came in from one of your one of your people put this one in. Okay. An, an AM fan. Yeah, will I will I am at Whiskey Text threw this one in. Um now I like the first half of this, but I don't like the second half. So, Will I Am at Whiskey text puts go back to old overtime rules. I agree. I'm in agreement with Will I Am. But he also put except start each subsequent overtime five yards further back. So, from the 25 to the 30, 35, 40. Okay. Now, and I put I don't this, hate this one. Okay. I don't like this because if we have another Penn State Illinois situation and you're going to keep moving those those two offenses back we will be in a never-ending circle of hell a purgatory that we have never witnessed here on earth
1: <laughs> because no one I can will see score. where you as a Penn State Illinois observer uh In-person could could draw the direct uh, uh, relevance to Dante's Inferno with each circle of hell getting worse and worse.
0: So this is where it does – okay, I'm here. So I thought go back to the old overtime rules and just start at the 40. Just start at the 40. That means you have to get a first down and a field goal. So this also does – if the first team doesn't get anything, then the second team still has to do something – before before they kick a field goal because college kickers right now we we can make fun of them for being head cases all we want college kickers their college kickers now have never they've never been better yeah college kickers are booting them from 60 yards plus i mean it's crazy
1: um uh so i'm i'm actually like as much as i love to give you a hard time about the penn state illinois uh overtime bonanza i i actually do agree with you that you, you put the old overtime rules back in play and you place them at the 40, that should solve just about everything. Mm
0: -hmm. Yep. Now I do have, so this is what I wanted to tweak with the will. I am one. Okay. If they score, if both teams score, then move them back. Okay. So start them off at the 25. If both of them don't score, keep them at the 25. If both of them do score. Okay. Now I move back from the third. That makes sense. That makes more sense. I like that. Uh, I would
1: rather just start from the 40 and and go. but
0: Yes, but I'm just going with what a whiskey text is. And if you're listening whiskey text, not bad. I like it. I like it. Um, All right. So some of the people we've already mentioned um, here with some of ours, but I will say what some of our listeners put. So um, Mike Maniscalco, good – Good, uh, great guy, Mike Meneskelko. I know him, he's a quarterback, my quarterback in college. Um, this kind of goes with the regional rivalry stuff, but uh, traditional rivalries being played every single year. So he put Nebraska and Oklahoma should play every year. Um, you know, people say you know, with Pitt and Penn State or Pitt and West Virginia. Um, I think everyone wants to see that if we went to regional conferences that would happen a lot more you get all those trophy games which i think are some of the best things in college football um but again it goes back to the the sec does it but they only play eight conference games right so it's it's kind of it's kind of hard so unless the big 10 goes there but again like penn state has a rivalry with pitt um nebraska can play like oklahoma or colorado but like, who's another rival for Ohio State to play?
1: Cincinnati, of course.
0: There we go, Cincinnati. But like, okay, the Michigans. Who's their rival? Like, yeah. I, you know, it's it's tough, but the SEC yeah, I mean. has those built in because Georgia Tech, Georgia won't allow Georgia Tech to go into the SEC. Um, who else blocked who? Texas allegedly Texas A and M blocked Texas. It's like all of these in-state teams don't Florida, Florida State, Florida. Yeah, they don't want the other team to join the conference. It's crazy. Um, all right, we had we mentioned a pain forty-one. Well, it's with the cap on the NIL deals. I don't know. On one I don't hand, think that I- fixes anything.
1: I, I just think that the, they just go back to, to paying under the table yeah. for for kids. Now,
0: here, I will say this, and I'm glad that a lot of other people – I know Josh Pate said this. I know Brandon Walker said, has said this, and I, I've kind of hinted at this before, but like with the NAL, if you're worried about guys getting paid too much w- without proving anything, it's going to work itself out because once a kid is given a lot of money and doesn't produce – then they're going to think, hmm, maybe I shouldn't do this. You know? Once
1: bitten, twice shy.
0: Yeah. Like, I do, I will say this with the NIL deals, like, I don't like when guys show up to campus and they already have a car lined up for them. Okay. And, like, I don't
1: know. I don't like, know, man. I would have liked to have a nice Subaru Outback waiting on me at Texas AM. Has, oh, has Subaru, has Subaru, uh,
0: no, nothing yet on
1: the, uh, the 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 post-career uh, NIL deal yet with Subaru. Like, We're still working. Subaru, if you hear this, please. I, my Ford F-150 is bankrupting me. I'm offering you a, cu- a customer for life.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Okay. I like that kids are getting money. I like it. It's good. It's what they need. But, like, I just don't like how. Some schools have all of this money and then some schools don't. And I know it's college football has always been unfair with recruiting, but I just think with money there has to be some set of rules of hey, you can not that you could only pay a guy this, but like these are the acceptable gifts that you can get.
1: That makes sense.
0: Okay. Or like I I disagree, but or like you have have to go through like you have to report the money that you're making to you know, not just the IRS, but like to like your school or something like that. I don't know. I think there's some someone a lot smarter than me can do can like figure it out.
1: <laughs> smarter yeah. than both of us.
0: Yeah. Um Kay Mays says two feet down for a catch.
1: I I don't know. I kind of like having it different from college or from NFL. So
0: in, in major college football, I agree. Okay. Two feet. But if you do it in division one, you have to do it across the board. You have to do it for division two, division three. So that's where I don't like it. And, you know, I would say just keep it one foot.
1: I, I like having it different from the NFL, the little yeah. things. I, I would keep it at one foot.
0: Mm-hmm. Think of it like the three-point line in college in college basketball. You know? Exactly. it's Just it's that cool. one little tweak. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's see here. Oh, my man, Kotz, my old co-host from Juke Sports. Uh, targeting should not be an injection. We talked about that a little bit already um, with the flagrant ones and twos. Um. Oh, this is a new one. Jay, are you a fan of soccer? I am. Okay. Harrison McLean puts promotion and regulation between... Relegation. Five and power yes. Five.
1: I love relegation. Oh, let's
0: get nuts
1: with it. Oh, I love relegation so much. Oh, so basically in this on. scenario, you would send like... You're sending Vanderbilt down and and you would call up someone uh like let, let's see here i mean UCF would be getting called up based on one of their years or so, uh Cincinnati getting the call to the Big 10 like this would be so much fun
0: oh my god all right I, I i think i got i think i got it okay so you could do this one of two ways either one if you are a if you're regulated if you're regulated, relegated, what relegated?
1: Relegated, yeah, yeah. yeah. Relegated, regulated would said. be like, yeah, 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 trying to regulate stuff. Uh, regulators like, like G, is, is like good. G but rele- relegate,
0: relegate. Sorry, regulate was with Warren G, um, and Nate Doc. um Sorry, so, relegate,
1: relegate, relegate.
0: <laughs> so if you're relegated, if you're relegated. You can either you the school is like a free agent. The conference can like put their their um, what they offer forward, and then the school picks where they go. Or every conference, power five conference, is paired with a group of five.
1: And that's the way I would do it. So I would pair the Mountain West and the Pac twelve. I'd mm-hmm. pair the MAC and the Big Ten. Right. I'd pair uh, the AAC and the Big Twelve, and then okay. I'd pair the Sun Belt and the SEC.
0: Sun Belt and the SEC, and then the AAC with the ACC.
1: Uh, so I would say uh, CUSA with the ACC. So, so I, I well, said no, A. We're... I said the American with Big Twelve.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, okay, American. Since with it Big Big
1: really, 12. I mean, in a way, some Big Twelve teams have already been promoted. Right,
0: no, That'd yeah, I mean, technically, but uh, dude, that would be so cool, wouldn't it? Oh, oh yeah. Vanderbilt would be out in a second. <laughs> Vanderbilt, a Vanderbilt
1: to the Sun Belt to play against. Yeah, and guess Louisiana what? Monroe. Guess
0: what? Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt would lose that too.
1: They they go Vanderbilt, down to FCS.
0: Vanderbilt would go six and six in the Sun Belt.
1: I don't disagree with you. If because that not last Marshall, year they may not last year they may have been even worse. They lost the East Tennessee State.
0: They did. They did. Oh dang! All right. I'm getting off topic, but I don't care. All right. Who will? All right. We're getting off topic, but I don't care. Who can Vanderbilt beat in the Sun Belt?
1: I think. Really. Quick, I mean. Really
0: quick tangent here. Okay, they're not beating Coastal,
1: or App, or
0: App, or ULL. With the new schools, they're not beating Marshall.
1: I mean, they're not beating ODU. Like, if if it's uh, a bowl eligible team, I don't know that they're winning a game. Uh, they uh, the East Tennessee State. I mean, they did. Who who was their win last year? Was it UConn or? I don't know. like they, they
0: Vanderbilt
1: And they may improve, but like if if you're only uh if you're only when How you did you fun. how did James
0: Franklin win at Vanderbilt? I wanna know that. I mean uh, that
1: people philosophers will be asking that question till the end of time. <laughs> how
0: did this man all right, they won Wait, they beat Colorado State? I mean I know Colorado State's not good.
1: I mean if that was popular. Andy. Steve Adazio, who got ejected from his final game at Colorado State and UConn. Uh, that, okay, so UConn was the UConn and was,
0: Colorado State. They beat Colorado State after the East Tennessee State. And game. Colorado
1: State was uh, a game that they should have lost. Like Colorado State was winning that game.
0: Yeah, yeah, they they lost by three, or Vanderbilt beat them by three. Um, yeah vandy (laughs) it's it's literally the sesame street which one of these is not like the other yeah Vanderbilt yeah um
1: great great school though
0: oh fantastic school fantastic school great um let's see what else we got here oh h stewart he's been a fan for a little bit um promote more fcs schools oh so i think like he's saying throw more Kind of like what we're saying. We're promoting Conference so USA. putting more FCS schools in Power yeah. Five or in the uh, group of five FBS. conferences, yeah. And then, like we've said before, real line conferences based on ge- based on geography and rivalries. So we've had really mine, yours, and we had two other people that listen to the show all say that they want conferences based on geography and so that they can keep those rivalries intact. It's what the people want. It's what the people want.
1: It's like Batista, give me what I want. Give me what I want. Give me
0: what I want. Give me what I want. All right. Um Jay, could you do a top five for this?
1: Uh I mean, I think we can now.
0: You think you can now? Yeah. If you want to still figure out, I can give mine.
1: Yeah, if you want to go ahead and give yours first.
0: Okay. So here we go. So first, I would say ban neutral site games at five. Ban them. Four, I would say go back to the old overtime rules, or at least have teams start up at the forty. Three, uh, geographical conferences to it to in intact those old school rivalries Two, put the national title on a Saturday and then one appoint a commissioner for college football.
1: Okay. I think I'm ready to go. All right. So I'll do the, uh, I'll do the, I just lost my train of thought. Okay. (laughs) There we go. Uh, so neutral site games, I'll do okay. that at number five. Uh, I'll do expanded playoff at number four.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The coaching salary caps is going to be my number three. I still think that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, national championship on Saturday, number two. Yep. And then my number one is regional conferences, since I think regional that's one that yep. everyone agrees on. Yep, exactly.
0: All right. Well, from Jay and myself. Thank you all for tuning in. Once again, we will be back next week. Guys, have a great week.